0: 7 to 8 p.m. Sport On with Tabi Somosia.
1: Good evening, everybody, and thank you for staying with us on SAFM and for joining us on SAFM Sport On with me, Tabi Somosia, and Katla producing the show. Sylvester Komane is in technical. We've opened with a clip from Sugar Ray Leonard, who's, who is adamant that boxing is not a dangerous sport because there's somebody that always sends us a um, a whatsapp every time we do boxing and say but i don't like boxing it's too dangerous hey man Uh, sugar ray leonard says it's not that dangerous you can get injuries in any other sport too and you can even sneeze and have a detached retina so you can't blame it on on just being hit on the face when it comes to boxing but anyway the other reason we played that clip of sugar ray leonard was because um, this week marked the 34th anniversary of that super fight between marvin Hagler and sugar ray leonard there was there's been a a lot of controversy ever since that fight uh, took place there with many people saying that Marvin Hagler um, had won that fight and all of that and all of that. And some saying that uh, Sugar Ray had done enough to win that fight. And 34 years later, 34 years later, I see that people are still talking about it. It is unbelievable. I guess it will be one of those fights that people will continue uh, to talk about here between uh, Sugar Ray and, and Marvellous. Marvin Hagler. By the way, let me add that also. Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Anyway, um, the reason we've played that is also that it is a Boxing Wednesday, of course, and we're going to talk everything uh, to do with the sweet science that is a boxing. By the way, if you are around in, in 1987 and you saw that fight, please let us know. Who do you think won there? Did, did, did Sugar Ray really do enough to beat Marvin Hagler or was the A wrong winner announced. Anyway, um, as I mentioned, it's a Boxing Wednesday. We're going to talk all things to do with the boxing. But before that, I'm sure Chapter 2 is waiting for the cricket score. If you were not following it on SABC radio station, it was the third and final ODI between the Proteas and Pakistan in St. Kyrgyz. And Pakistan put 320 for 7 on the board after, after being put into bet and that meant back to back hundreds one on one followed up his 193 to prove that it was no fluke there was a 90 odd for Baba Azam the skipper 94 and Imam Ul Haq at the top also got a half century in reply the Proteas could only get to 292 they were bowled out with three overs remaining at some stage they looked like they were completely out of it especially after I think it was Heinrich Klassen that went out and they were 144-5. But Cal and Petroquayo then tried to do something that showed a bit of fight, a bit of character. Uh, Verena top scored with that well, he didn't top score, but he made sixty-two and, and Andele Petlkoya made fifty-four, but they could not get there. So Pakistan won that by twenty-eight runs. And um Yanaman Malan at the top of the order top scored for the Proteas with a seventy. So Pakistan have won that three match ODI series. 2-1. Now it will be the T20s. And by the way, the pro tiers, of course, just like Bafana Bafana, I was thinking they remind me of Bafana Bafana today. Because they were without some of their key players, we had to go to the IPL. Like Bafana were without some of their key players in the game against Sudan that they needed a point from. And they just lost. So a couple of new guys had to come into the team for the Proteus at t- today and you could see that they missed the Giddies, the Rabadas, the Noches, uh, Quentin de Kock and David Miller who have gone to the IPL and not only that but they were good in this series, Notche, um with his speed there and uh, Quentin de Kock got an 80 odd in the last game before he went to the IPL, David Miller's got two fifties, uh, so they were key players in this series but they've gone to the IPL now because the IPL comes before international cricket in the world that we live in. Anyway let's go back to boxing. Because we're going to start by having a conversation about what it takes to become a ring announcer And to get more detail about this role That's because over the past few weeks we've been seeing a few blunders from ring announcers Or a few blunders in the ring when the score's being announced there have been two tournaments that we touched on where the wrong scores were given and uh, they were later corrected while well, in, in one tournament the wrong winner was announced the wrong scores were given apparently and they were corrected and then in, and the boxers had already left the ring and were called back while the other decision was corrected so you'll remember that one there was a confusion between steel and the new so there was a new champion i think in prince lomo and some and, and the ring announcer said steel in tagam totally and that's where the confusion was uh, so we brought on um, experienced ring announcer Mr. Sipoma Shekho, Just to take us through this profession Through this skill or through this job uh, We'll find out from him exactly what do they call it And then we'll also have a chat with Colin Nathan About Murutim Talana's next fight against Sunny Edwards of Britain It's happening later this month Unfortunately uh, Murutim could not join us this evening Because of other commitments But we will speak to uh, Colin Nathan about the fight Because they are talking about it every single day In the UK I don't know if you, some of some of you listen to TalkSport But that's all they talk about Now Murutim on against Sunny Edwards. So it is a massive fight. And then later on, we'll also speak to the camp of Toto Elebe. He was due to fight Lamini but, the, El Rato Lamini, but the fight has been called off and it looks like Toto Elebe missed the chance to renew his license. So we're going to find out more from his camp about what exactly happened here, uh, what, what led to the fight to be called off, and how did he miss then uh, the chance to renew his license after we had covered it so much and there was so much information from Boxing South Africa. So that's what we're doing tonight on the show. See ya
0: on SAFM
1: okay so where do we start we start talking about what does it take to become a ring announcer or what exactly does the role um, involved or entail is it a full-time job is it a part-time job who can become a boxing ring announcer or not and there's no one better than mr sipo mashekho uh, to come and talk to us about being a ring announcer but sipo, good evening from us here on safm thanks for being available to speak to us tonight
0: Good evening, uh, uh, Taviso uh, Gakleau and the team, and and good evening to all boxing uh, colleagues out there and and all the fans of the sport.
1: Yes, firstly let's let's talk about you, uh, Sipomasheko. We all know you. We all know your lovely suits that you're always wearing in the ring, always well prepared and dressed for the occasion. How did you get involved in the sport of boxing?
0: Um. You know, when I grew up, Tabi, uh, so I, I followed the sport. You know, um, especially with my my father. You know, we we used to watch, um, listen to fights when Cassius um, Slay uh, That time, you know, then uh, Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier. You know, I think every it was every young man's dream to be involved in the sport. As, as far as you you listen to the sport on radio. And, um, you know, there was this uh, excitement, you know, about the sport. And when I, you know, when I um, uh, grew up, you know, I didn't actually get into boxing. I was actually a tennis player. And um, I I played a lot of tennis uh, in in South Africa. And and then I went overseas. You know, I got a scholarship Mm. to go study overseas. I studied in uh, Houston, Houston, Texas. Texas. Mm. Yes, studied um, um, economics, uh, majored in economics, minored in management. And, um, you know, while there, I had an opportunity to to get to meet Evander Holyfield. I got to meet George Foreman. I got to meet uh, Muhammad Ali. He came on campus and he was actually promoting his uh, uh, perfume brand. Mm. Um, You know, so it was... It basically was playing in my mind that you know this is the sport that i want to get involved in so when i got back it was almost like um, a done deal that i would be involved in the sport
1: okay but back home in the eastern cape when we greet each other we don't say hi how are you we ask okay do you know what that means
0: did you ever put the gloves on yes no 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 no, um, the only time I tried, Kaviso, was getting to a, a gym, you know, and I get I got beaten so much. Um, when I got back to the house, I said, yes, this is not for me. I had bruises and, you know, <laughs> I, I was training at, um, we had a gym at Ilinge Secondary School. At that time, it was, our, our school principal was Mr. Mashangu mm. and he had a gym there. And I used to go there, put on gloves, and they used to beat me. You know, I, I always lost. I always was losing. And I thought, for some reason, I thought I would fight like Muhammad Ali. <laughs> you know, you get in. And it, 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 actually, everybody's dream. You get into the ring and you think you're Muhammad Ali. And um, some of the boys taught me, no, that's not easy. This sport is not easy. So yeah. that's as far as I And, you know, it's not like I've been in the ring, I've fought professionally, no, no say.
1: Oh, i understand where you're coming from last week i had a sparring session with one of the boxers there and yeah i'm keeping those <laughs> videos in my phone just just to remind me of some of the of some of the stupid decisions that i take in my life my body well, is. Would
2: be still,
3: nice to see those,
1: eh? i was just testing if i still have it you know but <laughs> uh, clearly, it's been a while now but let's talk about being a, be, oh no you see now my body that's already let's talk about being a ring announcer abracipo yes. firstly is it is 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 it a job? Is it a profession? Is it a hobby? Why do you do it? Because you're so passionate about this.
0: Yes, it is a it is a hobby. You know, I look at it as a hobby. I look at it as a career. Um, you know, and I look at it as a job as well because it's it's also paid. You know, it pays some deals. But uh, you've got to be passionate about it. It's it's something. If you look at the ring announcers like John Lennon and, and Michael Buffer. You know to de- to them that this is a career you know because these guys are doing it uh, uh, passionately, they get paid you know they get paid well you know they on the international stage, but you know being a ring announcer is not merely just getting into the ring, announcing scores, calling the boxers it's basically you're basically becoming an integral part of the sport you know it's it's, it's the product. You know, that you, you are delivering, you know, part of the product and whoever sees that product, you know, whether it's a pro- prospective sponsor out there or, or, you know, boxing fans, anybody watching that should see quality. You know, you are basically a, a part and parcel of that
1: quality. So then how do you describe the role that you play? Because we just say you're giving scores and that's it. Is that all you do? Do you give scores? Do you write on the cards? How does it work?
0: Okay. How it works is, first of all, you know, look, anybody can be a ring announcer. You know, anybody can have, if you've got aspirations in life and you're saying, this is what I want to be. It's like somebody saying, I want to be like Tabiso Musia, you know, to be a journalist, you know, to go out there and and... and and, and speak on radio or, you know, this is a job where you have to be able to, to talk, you know, you have to be able to, to, to speak, you know, because remember that uh, what you are is how people see you, you know, and if you basically go out there and you don't have any confidence, um, you don't, you don't really um, have the, 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 the you know, the, the capacity to go out there and, and and portray yourself as a ring announcer, you know, qualitative ring announcer who can talk. You know, it's not only that. You've got to be able to think through what you are saying, mm. you know, because it's at the spare of the moment. You stand up there. There is no script. You know, there is no mm. script like in a movie where you can read the script or a soapy. You think, your, your thoughts are always running. You know, just to answer what you say, you have to be able to know the sport. You have Mm -hmm. to be able to to understand the sport, to understand the boxers, to understand the promoter, to understand the tournament, you know, where the tournament is going to be taking place, the layout there. You have to understand where the the, the change rooms are. You have to know the boxers. You have to know them. You've got to be getting into a psyche in a position where you know who's fighting. You know, it helps you. When the boxes come in, you're not going to be able to call wrong names. Mm. You know, I've been doing that when I was starting. You know, that, that's when I understood that. You know, and I'm sure people like uh, Dave Carey, people like uh, Lucky Magellini, um, you know, uh, 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 people like Johnny, Shepard Johnny, you know, these are people that always are in the ring. I'm sure they all also do the same thing, where you go and you understand the boxer. You get information about the boxer. You get the nickname. You know, so there is a lot of work that goes into that. Over and above that, it's your appearance. You know, it's your image. Mm-hmm. It's how you portray yourself out there. When you get into the ring and you're standing in the ring, and whether they be um, um, it's a live broadcast or it's being recorded, uh, but you've got people watching you. Everyone is watching you. You know, whether your tie is skewed. Everyone is watching you. You didn't bat in your shirt. Everyone is watching you. So it basically goes uh, uh, beyond you just calling boxers into the ring, reading the scores, you know, and, and liaising with the supervisor, making sure that you understand where the judges the judges are seated and, and you understand where the the, 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 the the ring physicians are. You know them by name. You have to understand all of that. It all forms part of ring announcing. You know, and if you have that, if you have that and you master that, it makes your job so much easier.
1: Okay. And on that note, then when you have to call out the boxers, they're coming into the ring and you have to give their records, you have to give their names, the nicknames, the title that they've won or they are holding and all of that. Is that information that you prepare yourself or is it information that you get from the boxers camp? Like, like, for example, in football, if there's a game between Arrows and Amazulu, the team managers will give us the starting lineup so that we can read them. How does it work in boxing?
0: Okay, what happens is that you have a fight supervisor. you have a supervisor you know the supervisor would normally um draft the program you know for the for the for the for the event and obviously have that information for you you know there is a way in you know official way in before the actual event now all those ways all those weights are taken and put on that uh, um you know the announcers list the names of the boxers. You know, the corner that is in, whether it's a red corner or a, a, a blue corner, uh, we usually use red and blue. Um, then you have to get information where they're coming from, whether they're coming from the Eastern Cape, whether they're coming from KZN, you know, all the provinces of Gauteng. So, um, you know, that information is there for you. You know, it's actually you get that, that uh, information on a, on a program which you use as an announcers list. Now, what you do, or what I do personally, and I'm sure the other ring announcers that I mentioned would do that as well, is go to the the change rooms before the actual bout takes place. And you make sure, you ascertain, you confirm that information is correct. And you might sometimes find the variances, you know, where box rec, you know, information that is on box rec would vary with what, uh, the boxer has, you know, the boxer might say, I've, I've had 10 fights, and boxer has, maybe hasn't been updated, might have 8, 9 fights. But then you go to the supervisor and you communicate. So your point of contact would normally be the fight supervisor.
1: Okay. Loud and clear, those who are just joining our conversation, we are speaking to Mr. Sipo a renowned and experienced by ring announcer, when it comes uh, to boxing. And we just wanted to find out more about, this part of, 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 of the sport because as I mentioned, there have been a couple of controversies over the last couple of weeks. We're gonna get there and I see there's a voice note here. You can send them your voice notes. You can send us your voice notes to 061-4104-107. But let's just take a quick break.
0: Tabiso Musiya on SAFM.
1: And let me just uh, remind you going once, going twice, sold. Accelerated Auctioneers are giving you the chance to win 20,000 Rand towards the largest Joshua door clearance sale taking place online at www.auctions.co.za from the 8th to the 11th of April, every day from 8 a.m. until 8 p.m. Simply SMS win to 41391 to receive the entry link, and you could walk away with 20,000 Rand towards your bid brought to you by Accelerated Auctioneers. All items must Go so SMS to be charged at 150 per SMS and uh, VA rates apply. Free SMSs do not apply at SAFM radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter.
2: Was, uh, firstly, on the fight of uh, Marvelous versus Ray, uh, it's one of those fights, man, that are very difficult to score. I mean, fights like uh, Chavez versus We Whittaker, uh, and also locally we had uh, Vabaza versus B.G. you know. Uh, you get the busier boxer fighting against a more slicker boxer. You know, the slicker boxer will land punches with more accuracy, while the busier boxer will, will have more work rate, you know, coming forward and busy. So it's very tricky to judge, you know, you watch it and over and over and over. One day you think now Ray has won, the other day you watch the same fight, and you think now nah, maybe Marvel has won or maybe a draw, so they are very difficult to score, but I still give it to Ray. And on the issue of ring announcers, yo, aye, that one, I mean, we've got to Mr. McEleney, the, the famous Mr. Nanama's decision, I mean. PSA really needs to look into, I mean, mean, these licensees, you know, all these licensees from ring announcer, manager, promoter, even boxer, you know. uh, One feels that as long as you can afford to pay for that license, you can be a licensee, you know, even if you don't have a clue what you're doing. I mean, a guy who's done this for ages still calls uh, anonymous decision, you know. It's really unacceptable. And uh, I would like to find out from Unomar Uguti, what's happening with Notaka, and Slakhastile. I mean, we've been waiting and waiting and crying. Hopefully he can tell us what are his plans, what's coming up. Of course, we've been told that something is coming up, something is coming up. Perhaps since you're talking to him there, can you give us some details, you know? We are fully behind Konto, Nohtaka and Slakhastile. And also shout out to Ubram was there. I mean he's in a league on the off his own when it comes to ring announcers. Just I wanna tell him and no maganjani da and everyone listening. Terra TK1, Ningo Yik in the corner, show Pudah
1: and uh gif polo agrees with you he says you have a legend in mr mashecho a gentleman kind always smiling Mm. and very friendly we're going to get to those questions about when we speak to colin nathan and thanks for giving us your views on hegla and sugar ray but as for now we have seen a couple of well we've seen some controversy over the past few weeks regarding some wrong results being announced and being corrected firstly is it something normal does it usually happen um you know first uh, thanks to terra you
0: know terra terra is one of the guys that are really keeping us on our toes and 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 we really appreciate it you know it's it's obviously uh boxing is a very uh, serious sport it's very professional you get the boxers um you know prepared to fight and win and and obviously they can't all win they draw or lose but uh, we have to make sure that, that, that you know the scoring is correct. You know we have to make sure that ensure that our judges, our referees, everything is done according to 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 the respect that we we must accord to the sport. You know, so yes, um, you know we've had we've had some incidences. You know, a couple of incidences that have happened. It's not normal. You know, it shouldn't happen. You know, especially if you are, um, you know, in a position where now we can say you are an experienced ring announcer, you know, like myself. You know, I, I think sometimes it's unforgivable if I continue making mistakes. And, you know, what what happens is, just, just to take you through the, the process, Kavis.
1: Yes, 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 because I was going and, to ask
0: that, yes. You know, when when the ring announcer gets into the ring. You know, he's got, as I I alluded to earlier, you've got a program. You know, that program program has been made. It actually details the fights that are taking place, I mean, the bouts that are taking place, and all the information that pertains to the boxer. Now, you've got to go through that. You've got to be able to read that. You know, that's one of the, the aspects that you need to have you know, it's an integral uh, requisite, prerequisite of a ring announcer. You've got to be able to read. Now, if you're not able to read, you're going to have a problem. You know, you've got to be able to give that information as it is. It's got to be correct as it is. We're not saying that we're not going to be making mistakes. Mm-hmm. Mistakes do happen. But you have to ensure that you go through that program before you even announce. Ensure that everything is correct. Now, for instance, you might have on the program, it's written trunk, white. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, okay, the, the boxer would have given that information to the supervisor on, on the day of the way in. However, he walks into the ring wearing green trunk. Now, you're going to be, let's say you on on, on on live broadcast and you are saying, wearing white trunks. Now, you've made a mistake. You basically must now, you know, have 360-degree view Mm -hmm. and see that this boxer is not wearing white trunks. He's wearing green trunks. Mm -hmm. So those are the small little aspects of where we can make mistakes. You know, make mistakes, and you're getting that mistake. But it's very hard to correct because you already said he's wearing... White
1: Trump. W- so is White Trump. Yes. Sorry to come in. There was a tournament you were involved in in KZN where, it, yes. from what you're saying, then it looks like you were given the scores and then later on, the, the it seems like the scores were incorrect and then the boxers had to be called back. What happened in that situation?
0: Uh, this tournament was in um, Peter Maric's mm-hmm. uh, You know, it, it was between these two boxers. And what happened was, you get the, the scorecard. I mean, the, the results. From the supervisor, which is the final, obviously result, which you have to read out, you know. So the 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 the, the result would stipulate who the winner is. They will be written, you know, underlined. This is the winner. If it's Tabisola it will be Tabisola Now they are. We have like a, a tick boxes way where you have unanimous points decision. You have uh, split decision you have a draw, you know, so it would be ticked. If it's a unanimous points decision, uh, I had the territory that says, Nananimous. okay, unanimous <laughs> points decision. Mm. Um, so that would be tick. So what happened there, what transpired was that it was given to me and it was Boxer A as the winner, you know, by split decision. And this is where you have to read it as it is because we as a ring announcer... Cannot change or alter uh, scores. Yeah. You can't alter winner. So you have to read it as it is. So what happened was that um, I had given back the score uh, the, the, after after I announced the the, the results mm-hmm. and then the boxers left the ring. Then I gave the the result sheet to the supervisor, you know, and I was calling in another bout. Um, all of a sudden, there's. The supervisor stood up and said, "No, no, 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 no!
4: No, uh,
0: let's let's uh, let's call the boxes back to the ring." You know, I said, "Well, we have never done this before, but anyway, um, this was now on 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 uh, on, on TV.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I was just forced to call them back. I was just forced to call them back at that point, you know, because I cannot go against the supervisor's uh, decision. So I called the boxes back." And then he gave me the scorecard, I mean the results again, the score. Which
1: were different now.
0: Now it was scratched that one, and there was another one. He said, Read the other one. He said to me, Just read the other one as the winner. Mm. So what I then did proactively was just to apologize, you know, Mm. because obviously people are watching, you know.
1: Um, And it looks bad on you because you're the ring announcer, but you're not responsible for the scores.
0: Yes, of course. So, you know, instinctively. I felt the need to apologize. You have to apologize to um, the fans that are watching, whoever is watching, the boxers that are in the ring that you called back, the trainers, the managers, and say, you know, look, we apologize. This is what, you know, this is the score. This is the score as it's given now. So that was what transpired. There. That's, that's Peter Maris. Back.
1: And with that embarrassment, now do you go back to the fight supervisors? Are you allowed to go back and find out, but how did this mistake happen? Um, yeah,
0: you know, the the, the the answer that I got was that there was a miscalculation of the scores, mm. you know, that the scores were wrongly calculated, you know, from obviously the scores that are coming from the three judges. Mm. So the tabulation of the scores, um, you know, indicated uh, uh, supposedly that the other boxer had won.
1: And you wouldn't have known obviously because you have no, to I read really know. what you are yeah. given.
0: What, what happens is Tabiso, when, when you are a, a ring announcer, you know, at, at the end of every bout, or, uh, unless if it's a knockout or TKO, you would know who won the bout. Mm-hmm. But if you are a ring announcer, you are not privy to that information. When you come in and walk into the ring, you don't even consult with the referee. You don't, you have to stand back, mm-hmm. you know. Maybe in a neutral corner or maybe stand next to the referee. Now, when when the, the the supervisor receives the scores from the referee, scores from the three judges, and he tabulates the scores. When he's finished or com- completed compiling the scores, he must hand hand the score sheet, the the result sheet, to the referee. The the ring announcer cannot take the score sheet sure. it must go to the referee the referee must take it have a look at it and come to the ring announcer give it to the ring announcer and say here is the winner mm-hmm. and this is unanimous or this is a draw or this is a split you know so you don't actually have privy yeah. knowledge before that
1: Another incident, Brazil, that people are talking about, we spoke to Neto Ketana, they're appealing this, was what happened with Mkoteli and Joma. I know you were not involved there, but Tiger was initially announced. They said still, but he had lost his title. It was supposed to be the new uh, champion. And a lot of people are saying, but that mistake is unforgivable. What do you say to that?
0: Um, Look, I wasn't there. You know, I've heard about it a bit, but um, from what I heard, because I tried to get more information and I haven't actually spoken to the ring announcer who is uh, uh, you know, the, um, the, the experienced uh, Lucky McEleney. But um, from what I heard is that it was a misstep of the tongue. You mm-hmm. know, he had men new, yeah. but then you know, for some reason he said still, you know. So um, that's what happened because in as far as scorecards were concerned scorecards were um, the, the the information reliable information i got was that scorecards were correct there was nothing wrong mm-hmm. so it must have been a slip of the tongue. and um look <clears throat> if uh um you might ask me does it happen mm-hmm. normally but i would say uh, no you know it's it's probably something that happened at that moment and i think also the pressure of being in the ring, you know, and, and I was saying the other day, you know, we haven't been in the ring for quite a while and you were talking earlier that there needs to be training and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Training of officials, ring officials. Do you agree with that? Mm. Sorry? Do you agree with that? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I, I do. You you need to get refresher, refresher courses, you know, when you're in boxing. You see, the problem again, Taviso, was when we had the COVID, there wasn't a lot of tournament. You know, there was no tournament in, in effect. So that that obviously impacts, even on doctors, It impacts on everybody in terms of catching up, you know, in, in terms of, you know, because when you have tournaments, we obviously see where the problems are, you know, because it, it's regular. But after a long time, yes, you know, some people will still make mistakes. I do make mistakes as well. I stand there and I realize I've made a mistake and I shouldn't have, but you know, you work on that to say next time I'm going to correct it. I need to come in and correct. So I I don't know whether it was uh, because of that, that the break that caught up with lucky that, you know, sometimes that would happen, but yeah, I I don't think people must say it's unforgivable, you know? Um, Yes, it could be. I know, I know it's unforgivable in terms of the boxer saying, and his team saying, yeah, they felt maybe this was, And to what, you know, for them. But in as far as information is concerned about the outcome of the result, um, I'm reliably told that it was the correct result, you know. So it could have been just an error from the ring announcer.
1: Okay. Let me just play a voice note here before we wrap up this conversation. We still have to speak to Colin Nathan and Toto Aleves Kemp. Hi, Tabiso, It's Dudley and Dudley. I just want to ask your guest Is it um,
4: possible that as a ring announcer, you then have your own preferred candidate? Because things like the, the, the scenario that you are giving, where the champion has lost the fight and the ring announcer was saying, still. The champion instead of saying the new champion is uh, is it a matter of the ring announcer having having to have a preferred person okay
1: principal, loud and clear simple question yeah, then. Loud, loud and clear good question
0: um so. I think you know our understanding of the sport is that. There is no region within the sport. It's all about the boxers, you know. Boxers. When I, when we say boxers, it it can be a boxer from Island, and it can be a boxer from KZN, it can be a boxer from Limpopo. We we are looking at the interest of the boxer, you know. We should not be coming into a fight with with preconceived uh, uh, notions and results that we are going to favour a certain boxer from a certain region that shouldn't happen it 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 should not happen as a rule ethically wrong morally wrong so when you come into a fight there are no preconceived uh, notions of of thinking tabiso is going to win because he comes from the same township township that i come from Mm. so it's 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 a it's a must that we are fair you know we are seen to be fair And if the score is given to you as it is, you read it as it is. So I'm not saying, you know, people read into things. I know some people are very hard, especially in this sport. People are very hard. But uh, let's let's just look at the interest of the boxers. You know, let's all work together, unite to ensure that this and similar other mishaps do not happen. And we know for sure that, and I know for sure that, the information that i got is reliable to say that uh, the, the, the ring announcer aired in you know, what he said. It wasn't because of a mm-hmm. uh, regional
1: thing. And and but just to be uh, clear, do they write still or do they write a, a new? Or do you have to come up with that yourself when you say the scores?
0: You have to come up with that.
1: Okay. Now we're going yeah. to have yeah. to leave it there for now, Brasipo, because we've yes. got other guests. But I think you've opened our eyes here. Great conversation. <laughs> I didn't think it would take this long. I thought it would be a. F- <laughs> 15-minute conversation, but clearly there's so much to talk about yeah, here, and maybe we should we should have it again.
0: Absolutely, thank you, thank you, Tarizo and Kato uh, and your team there. Uh, Thanks, see that listening all, all the boxing. Uh, licensees and everyone. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, you must
1: also tell us where you get your suits next time, but uh, thanks for that, because you always stick out with those lovely suits that you, that, 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 that you wear. It shows how seriously you take your profession. Okay, let's, let's move right along now, because we do have other interviews lined up. We want to find out what happened with Toto Elebe. He was supposed to fight Larato Jamini. We read about that last year, but it's not happening now, and uh, it's Netemba Manjuli, the manager from Toto Elebe's camp, joins us on the line. Good evening, Mr. Mangioli. Thanks for speaking to us on SIFM tonight.
4: Good evening good evening to you too, member, and good, good evening to your listeners, and uh, thanks for the opportunity that you are giving to Boxing.
1: Thank you, thank you very much. So are you, can we confirm now, member, that this fight is off? Uh,
4: for the, now? The, the fight is off, but Lerato Islamini's camp managed to find a, a substitute for a on that fight.
1: Okay. So it's
4: confirmed that it's, it's cancelled again for the second time.
1: And let's say it from you, now we've heard that Toto missed the deadline to apply for a license, is that correct?
4: Yes, Uh, there were two deadlines, the one was on the 28th of February and the other one was on the 31st of March. So we missed the one of the 28th of February and I can confirm that we only licensed on the 17th of March, of which uh, it was still before the, the financial year. That we are on,
1: mm.
4: um, but that's something that has to do with um, with the regulations that we must have two deadlines.
1: So, so you saying you you think you made the second deadline?
4: We, we 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 made the second deadline, but the trick is that even though many people will have made the second deadline, but the board will only sit. PSA board will we, boxing SA board will only sit um towards the end of april mm. so anyone who's due to fight in in april uh they would have not have been approved of their licenses so maybe it's not Toto alone there's quite a lot of boxers that will be affected
1: mm. and is it un- is it understandable for you that you made the second deadline but i still couldn't get the license on time
4: yes um uh, As someone who works as an administrator myself, I do understand, and I do understand the rules. Mm. Uh, But maybe a conversation for another day, some of the rules have to be changed. Um, I I do not see a, a, a boxing board approving licenses instead of that being done by the operations department. I mean... Um, maybe that's something that needs to be worked around. Because now the board only sits at... Remember, the board is not a permanent board. Sure. So they sit at certain times. Meaning that uh, some of the decisions maybe have to be taken by uh, the CEO and the COO. But maybe that's a conversation for another day. On my side, all that mm-hmm. I can say is that we missed the deadline regrettable so because we we've for the second time now we have denied the fans of an opportunity to really see who's the head honcho of the featherweight division in this uh, country um I, 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 I really don't have uh, other words to explain it yes. just that i'm remorseful and yeah. uh as, as a manager i mean i'm, I'm the head of to camp i mm. uh, should be the one who takes responsibility uh because i, I think licensing was opened in december mm. november so we've had about three months opportunity to renew but we failed to do that uh we are sorry to our fans we are sorry to boxing fans especially the ones who would like to see our demise uh we are very sorry uh, our demise in the boxing ring, of course. So we are very sorry to them because we were once again mm. going to make Colin eat a humble pie as we
5: have done it <laughs> before.
1: So, so, so you you believe that you should have actually applied the first time around because there's been enough information about this li- the licensing renewal. We've even at BSA numerous times also on our show, and I know Mr. Kana, I know Shocks, and other people have been yeah. going around the country.
4: Yeah, my brother. you know what happened? Uh, Something that is uh, unforgivable on my side is that I went and renewed my license early and I got approved. And you didn't renew your boxer. I I, I was living around uh, behind my boxers. And um, I'm really sorry for that. And unfortunately, um, I've got time on my side. So I'm I'm going to learn, as I'm learning on the job, this job of being uh, a boxing manager. Remember... um, uh there's a scarcity of workshops on what we can do and what we cannot do and we are fortunate to have a ceo like Sindingomo who's just on the call if there are problems we are able to call here but maybe workshops workshops and workshops will make us uh be more professional
1: okay let's just play this one voice note
5: <laughs> To the manager, uh good to see you, I tabiso, manager must be honest, man. Maybe Moika Ultamin. Um, Makamakabe honest. A baby Moik Ultamin and Sibatole and Alondo that they are scared of Ultamini. Um, a question. So now that Uelebe has missed the deadline, what will happen? to his career or there is another, um, I would say in Yoba, Yoba, they can renew his license. That's, that's the question because if, if, if he missed the deadline, what will happen now? And when is, um, uh, the other date for, for, for them to, to renew again.
1: Okay. Manager what's next for your boxer then? (laughs) (laughs)
4: come on these are kids remember toto eleve has been a professional since 2005 Mm. so without any disrespect to the other boxers but most of these boys are the kids they used to watch toto on tv and now they think they can be in the same ring as him um we will never be scared of flamini because we are the ones who called him out if you remember i'm am ve- very active on facebook on yes, my yes, management yes, 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 i call exactly. fights there and most of them they, they happen so mm. we called that flamini and he felt obliged mm. but the reality is that uh, the boy doesn't stand a chance against 11 uh, in terms of the work rate in in terms of the speed maybe he's got speed and maybe he's got um since yeah. he's younger in age maybe he's got more power Okay. And that is, we, we are going to expose that. And we had a plan in place.
1: And way forward?
4: And the way forward, we've got two fights lined out, lined up. Maybe we will go to Namibia next month. Uh, oh. But it's something that is not concrete.
1: Is that ABU? And,
4: um, APU, APU we, we're going to challenge for the APU again. Mm. And um, um, maybe challenge for the SA title because we... We feel like we're supposed to be there at number three on the ratings. Uh, so if GUNET and uh, Bangata fail to fight, okay. uh, we will have to step in.
1: Okay. Exactly. Let's leave it. Okay, manager. Let's leave it there for now. But at least you have taken full responsibility for this. You've answered even the questions that we didn't, we hadn't got to ask, and you accept responsibility and you are learning your lessons from this. So that we hope that whoever is listening also then uh, can also learn lessons from this situation and take advice from you uh, to make sure that this doesn't happen. Because I agree with you. There's been enough information about uh, the renewing of license of of licenses, and even you renewed um, the first time around. So please, guys, we do want to see these fights happen. So. Uh, it's disappointing when we don't see them happen. But let's welcome uh, Colin Nathan on the line now. Uh, we were going to talk, we talk to Colin about Morutim Talan as the next fight, but obviously now we have to touch on Laratozlamini. Colin, good evening. Viva.
3: Viva. Good evening to you and the listeners, and thanks again for having me in your platform. It's always a pleasure hearing your voice.
1: What do you make of what's happened here with and Toto Aleb?
3: Well, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you know. I, <laughs> I, I can't comment on the other camp. You mm-hmm. know, we wanted the fight and they're not licensed, so that is what it is.
1: Are you disappointed?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Larrato is going to murder him, so unfortunately we can't see that happen now.
1: Okay. And who's next now for, for Larrato? Is... We we, keep, we have a keep busy
3: fight. Um, I just want to make it clear that if Toto does license, we're happy to to you know do the fight and uh-huh. give him the hiding. So, whatever. No, it is what it is now it's just to keep busy fights and um, obviously there's some big things in the pipeline for Lurato. Uh he's highly rated in the WBC just keep him busy get some momentum going in and then obviously look for a big opportunity
1: so is the which, Tanzanian which, obviously, which, which obviously, obviously I'm going to create for him please God but he's still fighting on the 24th yes yes sir okay against an opponent from Tanzania like we saw no, oh, okay. uh, an opponent now from Zimbabwe. From Okay, okay. No, that's fine. Thanks for that, uh, Colin. But let's talk about um, Murutim Talani because the Brits have been talking about this fight ever since it was announced. Murutim Talani up against Sunny Edwards. Firstly, what did it take to put this fight together?
3: Um, a lot of hard work and obviously uh, using my connections and so forth after the disappointment in December. Um, this fight was brewing for a while. And I'm glad it's finally put together. And obviously, I want to thank MTK and mm. Queensbury for you know, having this fight finally here. I think it's a great fight. I really, really do. And I think, it, again, it puts South African boxing in the spotlight. And I think it's just a great opportunity for Maruti. who really is a great fighter, not just for South Africa, but for Africa. Um, an all-time great. You know, i am got to put it out there. He's an all-time great. And he's a machine, beast mode at the moment, doing 12 rounds, no problem with sparring twice a week. And he's looking to do a number on, on, on Sonny Edwards. Sparring twice a week at the age of 38? It's insane. It's insane. I Actually, you must come around and take a look at this guy. He spars with two, three fresh, fresh guys every three or four rounds. Obviously, I've devised the game plan for Sonny. He likes to move. He's a very flash boxer. And uh, he's never been in the level, world-class level, of this magnitude against a guy like Maruti and Salani.
1: Well, but he's been calling out Muruti. I mean, a couple of, was it last year when we played a clip of him calling out Muruti, And then now that the fight has been confirmed, he's been doing a lot of talking, Sonny Edwards. And um, he's a brave young man, isn't he? <laughs> he's very brave
3: and he just had a baby. So I want to congratulate him and his family. Um, I think, you know, it's a big step for him. I think it's a step too far. And I think he's a very capable, talented young fighter, but he's going to be learning his lesson when he steps in against a veteran and and a hardened, grizzled champion like Maruti and Filoni.
1: Do they know each other?
3: Yes, they were in the Ukraine sparring uh, Delakian when Delakian was getting ready to fight for the WBA title. This was before Maruti was IBF world champion. I think there's mutual respect between both fighters. I think Sonny's a lovely kid. And I want to wish him and his camp um, all the best for their preparations. Because, you know, Tabisa, your show now goes international. So if you're going to ask me about my game plan, obviously I'm not going to talk about it on your show. But we do have a game plan, (laughs) and I'm looking very forward to Maruti defending his championship in grand style on the studio yeah
1: who knows maybe frank warren is listening to us because
3: uh, big shout a, out to frank he, he, as well as a friend of
1: the show but i i read and i've listened to the interviews of this sunny edwards He's very confident obviously obviously it's charlie edwards brother he wants to do it for his brother too but in that statement from mtk global he says Moruti is the most criminally underrated fighter having not lost in 13 years is a proper proper threat this is no give me or easy world title it is very far from that i mean that's a huge compliment for Moruti.
3: that's what i'm saying there's a lot of mutual respect between between both fighters and you've got to give respect to for sunny for stepping up and wanting to fight for world title um he didn't have to take on Moruti, but he wanted this fight we wanted this fight and obviously we're both getting what we want
1: they're seeing it as a changing of the guard if sunny gets the better of Moruti. here
3: well, he can say what he likes. It's, you know, people want gold bullion. It doesn't mean that they're going to get it. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes what you want is not what you're entitled to get. And unfortunately, his entitlement is not going to be an IBF World Championship against Maruti and Solani.
1: Okay. And then because you have to go to the UK now, how does it work with with, with the challenges caused by COVID-19 when it comes to traveling?
3: Yeah, so we, we're busy working on that at the moment. Uh, we should be getting our UK visa shortly. Um, don't want to talk too much about that. That's obviously a bit of a challenge at the moment. Mm. But so far, so good. Um, got a few tricks up my sleeve with regards to traveling, but looking forward to going to the UK and obviously seeing another one, Edward, like I said.
1: Do you expect to get to go into quarantine when you get that side? Do you have to leave earlier?
3: Yes, we, we're planning on actually leaving next week. Oh, okay.
1: And then, Colin, while we have you on the line, uh, Tatera sent us a message here. He's asking about um, the chain reaction. What's happening yes, I'm with glad,
3: I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, Tatera's been harming me on social media. Oh, okay. um, Yes. He's going to be sharing a a fight card with Techie Butler. Um, We're scheduled to do it on the 8th of May, Um, finalizing some opponents there as well for both Butler and Kongo. I'm looking very forward to both fighters getting back in the ring and obviously showing their class. They're both world-rated and obviously world-class. And obviously I want to get both fighters in position to fight for a legitimate world championship again.
1: And and when are you planning this?
3: Uh, So far the date is 8th of May.
1: Or oh, the 8th of May is when we could see him back in action. Correct. Okay, and, and, and why has he been... Okay, we know the challenges caused by COVID and all of that, but he hasn't fought for almost two years now.
3: Concord hasn't. It's been a year and a half. It's been just about a year and a half.
1: A year and a half, yeah. A year and, well, and a half. Is
3: it the Well, COVID, challenges? Obviously, COVID obviously, you know, set everything back a bit. But now, obviously, that's not an excuse. Things are starting to move now. We start to, you know, get him moving again.
1: Is it? Okay, and while we've got you on the line, there's another question here that's asking, um, please ask Colin if he ever considers mending his relationship with Golden Gloves. (laughs) (laughs) You can't duck this punch. Next question. You can't duck this punch, Colin. Uh, Next question. Or is the relationship strained? Then maybe that's Uh, the next question. You
3: know know what? You know, not all relationships are meant to last forever. Next question. Azinga? I think I'm busy dealing with Eddie Hearn at the moment. It's going to be big news coming soon. I'm um, putting that fight together for Azinga. Looking very forward to it. I still think that kid's going to be champion
1: of the world. Please, yeah. And you guys are on good terms now? We've never been on bad terms. Uh, we've never been on bad terms. And besides Azinga, besides Larato, besides Muruti, what else is happening from your gym?
3: Oh, there's just lots going on at the moment. Very exciting times. Um, Don't want to talk about one or two other finals just yet. If you give me about a week or two we can have another chat.
1: Okay. And there's a question again about golden gloves. What happened?
3: (laughs) Um okay. So real talk. Basically when Heckey fought Milan Melindo in the Philippines, we got horribly screwed over with a horrible decision. And And I was I wanted to appeal the decision. And Golden Gloves said to me, advise me not to, and I wanted to go the WBC route. I defied Golden Gloves, and I wrote an appeal to the IBF behind Golden Gloves' back at the time. And then when they ruled in my favor, I told Golden Gloves what, what the situation was, because I wanted to stand up for my fighter. I wanted to fight in what I believe was right for Heckey Butler. I believe I made the right decision. And we all know what happened afterwards. He created boxing history by becoming the only second fighter in South African boxing history by winning the Ring Magazine belt.
1: Okay, I think we, let's hope that answers some of the questions. We don't have any more because we're out of time. But thanks, Colin, for k- giving us an update. We're going to catch up with you when you guys have left uh, for the UK. We'll try and do as much build-up as we can to this fight because uh, the Brits are really, really are hyping up this fight. And and I, I guess that's what it deserves, right?
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Both fighters are. You know, really, really nice kids. Uh, Maruti, as I've said previously on the show, he's just an all-time South African and African boxing great. Sonny Edwards is the kid coming up. It's going to be a great, intriguing fight, and we're ready to retain the championship. Let's go, Champ Diva. You know how we roll.
1: Okay, South African Sportsman of the Year, by the way, is Maruti Talan, and we wish him all the best going forward. Thanks, Colin, for speaking to us and for taking those blows there. Um, we're going to have to leave it there just because of time. It is 8 o'clock, and we have to go to news.